6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, an alarm has been sounded about a shortage of veterinarians in the province. There are only five vet schools in the country, and it's extremely competitive to get in. The shortage of veterinarians has created long wait times in urban and rural practices, and there are concerns it could impact more than just your family pet. Dr. Robert McCorkle is the interim dean of, dean of the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Calgary. Dr. McCorkle, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. So tell us, uh, how bad is this shortage? Uh, how long has this been on the radar for? Well, th- unfortunately, this isn't uh, really new. Uh, we've been dealing with uh, with questions like this for, for a number of years. Uh, probably it's become more top of mind uh, in this in this past 12 months with, uh, with the pandemic and uh, uh, been very difficult to for many of the commercial or the clinical practices to operate in this environment, and uh, and it's just exacerbated the the shortage that's been that we've dealt with for a while now. So what's going on? Why is it happening? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the uh, that's the difficult question. That I mean, this has been looked at, and uh, we've had uh, um, many different opinions on this topic over the years. Uh, it's probably a, a several different factors coming together. Uh, you know, the, if we go back a long time, we'll, uh, you know, 40 years ago or more, uh, the style of work was different than it is now. And so we, uh, we have the, uh, the need now to replace retiring veterinarians with actually uh, more than one person uh, to, to fill those, those similar roles. Uh, practices have grown. Uh, ownership of animals, uh, pet animals, uh, has increased. Uh, and so, you know, there's just a larger demand. The profession itself is growing and developing. Uh, there are there are many roles in society that uh, veterinary, veterinarians play. Um, and so all of those areas are increasing. Uh, you know, we're, we're even finding it challenging to find uh, personnel to hire here back uh, at the university. Uh, for our teaching positions and that type of thing. So it's, 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 it's in all areas. It's uh, all across Canada, and it's also common across North America. So huh. um, it's, it's been building, and it's become very acute now. So why can't we just train more? Why can't uh, we, you know, accept more uh, people who want to become vets uh, into schools? I know uh, it's it's really competitive. I think there's only a set number of uh, of, of of seats, um, you know, spaces in 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 the school. Why can't we just open that up more? Well, I mean, that seems like the obvious answer, but it, it's uh, as ever. There's, it's it's always more complicated than that. But and you're correct. There are a limited number of uh, seats available, uh, and, and in Canada, it's generally kind of uh, metered out across the provinces. Uh, in Alberta, there are 50 seats available, and those are all at the University of Calgary now. Um, and that's that's the uh, that's the population that enters the, into the into the program. Generally, uh, the success rate is very high, so, so we will expect almost all of those people to graduate four years from after the entry. Uh, but, uh, you know, increasing the flow is, uh, or the availability of those seats is a challenging uh, prospect. It's a complicated uh, program to deliver. 
Um, and so there's uh, there's challenges in expanding the the size of, uh, of making more seats available uh, on that side. Then there's other other uh, the response rate. Of course, is not going to be immediate. If we increase, yes. increase to the class size tomorrow, it's still at least four years before you're going to see any additions to the to the marketplace. So other solutions to the problem have to be considered uh, uh, and and uh, and and brought to bear. And I guess all of us in the profession are are scratching our heads, thinking of how we can contribute to uh, finding a solution to this problem. It doesn't do us any good to say that somebody else has to fix this. So uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's you know it's complicated. Uh, we have regional uh, concerns as well. So uh, uh, where where uh, people find work and, and where they want to find work, uh, those are challenges that uh, that we face with. Uh, and it's not different. Other professions have the same thing. You see this in uh, in medicine and uh, uh, where they have certain parts of the province that have a hard time getting medical professionals, it's, it's, we face those same challenges. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess, you know, without a doubt, I mean, if, if you're looking, if we just, you know, you know, go back a little bit and we talk about increasing the seats in a, in the school, you know, how many students could come through. I mean, the funding has to be there for that as well. And this is a time when we know that, you know, funding is is um, is tight. Let's put it that way. Well, I mean, obviously, that's uh, that that has to be considered. If you're going to increase the number of seats, somebody's got to cover the cost of those. Uh, we we look at, uh, at at that cost, trying to keep it under control. Um, in, the, in our system here, the, mainly coming through the provincial government uh, to support those uh, those seats, and we certainly appreciate all they've done so far for us. Uh, but it's you know it, uh, that that's a difficult or not an easy solution. It's out of my hands, to put it that way. We can certainly. Uh, uh, suggested there are uh, potentially other pathways that we can explore um, and the, here I'm looking at we have uh, foreign trained uh, veterinarians that are come from either non-accredited programs and so some of those uh, people uh, uh, might be able to we might be able to find a pathway to uh, to uh, get their upgrade their standing or get them through an accredited program so that they can they can then present themselves for licensure but I mean that also is going to take some some funding, yeah. and, and where does that come from necessarily? Um, yeah, we're looking at we're looking at those uh, those options as best that we can. And it, so in the meantime, things remain uh, tight, and um, that that is just going to continue uh, for the foreseeable fu- future until things can can change a little bit. Well, you know, it's it's wonderful that uh, that this issue is coming forward and it's being discussed. Uh, uh, that. I mean, like I said, this has been a long-standing uh, problem that those of us in the uh, in the business have been aware of, uh, and so we're we're happy to see that others are becoming aware of it now as well. Uh, more light on the topic, I think, is more likely to uh, lead to uh, potential solutions to the to the problem. Uh, and and so, I mean, there's reasons for optimism there in my mind. Uh, but, you know, we have a strong pool of applicants with some within the province, so there's a large number of of fully qualified uh, students who, who would like to take this uh, uh, the courses that to, to become a veterinarian. Uh, so that part isn't a problem. We've got that interest on that side. And on the other side, there are obviously jobs waiting for them. So uh, so those are all positives. It's, uh, it's a matter of figuring out the middle piece about how we how we get them uh, trained and, uh, and, and out there into the, to, to serve the needs of society and, uh, and our animals.
Dr. McCorkle, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon for uh, shedding, uh, you know, sort of putting some insight uh, into this. Really appreciate your time. All right, you're welcome.